Open up your ears and open up your mind They'll reach into your throat and pull out your spine And when the sun blows up and the earth is gone They'll still experience grind with Kyle and Sean uh, Yeah, I just oh, did that I found it Big rail of cocaine right there Oh no, are we oh, recording? Nice. Oh goodness <laughs> Oh my gosh, you fucking rebel Yeah, right can't believe uh, it. You sound like such a heel. <laughs> a heel is a wrestling <laughs> term, which actually doesn't get used at all in this movie. Surprise. N- not at all, yet you do have one of the best heels ever in this movie. Sure. I, did, I thought it was him, and then I put it together like later I confirmed it, and I was like, oh, that was him. Okay. That was, that was Jake the Snake Roberts. It totally was. I was like, I think that's Jake the Snake. I was right. <laughs> Uh, totally didn't have Damien with him. Crazy. Just, uh, what's up, buddy? I, I am so excited to hear from you. Uh, we did most recently record a Patreon episode. So if you are not subscribed to our Patreon, you can find it at patreon.com slash experience grind. Thanks, sure. Kyle. I didn't know that. <laughs> pretty sure it's that. <laughs> Give it a search. You can probably find it. And you can hear, hear the most recent episode from us where we talked about E3. But now that I got you in front of me for a regular episode, what's up, buddy? Uh, you know, just hanging out, living life. Uh, what is today? It's a Tuesday, so I'm uh, I got up late yeah. today. I didn't have jack shit to do. I got to take my dog to the vet here in a little bit for a checkup. We're gonna have fun doing that. I might go canoeing a little bit later. Maybe nice, ha- nice, maybe nice. Hit some golf balls after that. I'm just gonna enjoy the day, man. So. I'm a little jealous. It's like downpouring oh, yeah? here. It is a absolute rainstorm. Uh, didn't you have a, a storm come through yesterday? Or was that Micah? It seems like everybody's been hitting me up asking me about weather here, but it's been fine where I'm at, so. <laughs> well, it's dog shit here. <laughs> Maybe everybody else is getting slaughtered. I will slaughtered. tell you yeah. what. So that's a big reason of why we lo- uh, we uh, missed last week. How's, how's the pub? Oh, he's doing... How's everything He's going doing really on? good. He had a, an infected tooth that he had to get cut out. And, you know, sometimes that happens with dogs. They don't exactly know how to brush their own teeth. And they're dogs. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, uh, he got that taken care of. And now he's just getting a, it's a check-in to make sure that that is healing up right. But it totally is. So, should be a quick, easy nice. thing. Nothing to worry about. And then life continues on, buddy. Heck yeah, I'm very excited to hear that. It was one of those, like, you hit me up, you're like, hey, the uh, the pup needs to go uh, go to the vet. I'm like, well, these people can wait. <laughs> we got a Patreon comment that can listen yeah, there. get on that. <laughs> what about you, buddy? I'm such a fucking shit. You, uh, you got any, like, hammock time planned for today? No, oh, yeah, it's raining. It's, yeah. it's downpouring. <laughs> you can do an indoor hammock, like, uh, and then pretend you're on a ship. They used to hang hammocks inside, right? I like. I ask you, like you're a ship aficionado. <laughs> I am not a ship aficionado, but aficionado, whatever. <laughs> uh, anyways, but I have one of those hammocks that, like, I actually I have like ratchet clamps, not ratchet clamps, but ratchet straps that I like can strap to a tree, strap to a tree, and you chill in it. It's not like one of those freestanding ones, so I can't do that inside unfortunately unless i go from like i don't know that pipe to 
like that pipe over there. But but I'm not gonna do that. If it's if it's ugly chicks holding it up, why do you need the trees? <laughs> I still got a strap to it. It's well, called yeah, a strap on. But that, that, it's a strap on hammock. I thought that they were the ratchet straps. I thought. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Man, I'm too old for that <laughs> shit, man. I'm all hip. And we went. <laughs> I stay hip on the young kids internet lingo. Fuck, man. I feel like last episode we were talking about this. I'm like, I don't fucking know. You're like 12 years older than me. And here I am feeling like the old man. Right. I'm not. Damn. It's not. There's no way it's a 12 year difference between us. No, it's what? Like two, three years. I think. What? You're 33? Tops. 33. Going to be 34 in a couple of months. You're the same age as the good Lord Jesus Christ. That's what I read in the Bible. What have you accomplished with your life? Years ago. He's died for our sins by this point. <laughs> what have you done? What, what have I done? <laughs> what have you done Jack for shit. all humanity, Sean? <laughs> Yo, I came up with this really good beef jerky recipe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. You know what? Truth. Truth. Yo, that's turning some fucking heads. I have nine pounds of jerky in the other room that I'm packaging up. Now you need to make like... A redneck, deep woods, Massachusetts dude to, like, sell the beef jerky as. Like, you can't call it Sean's beef jerky. You gotta call it Woodland Willie's beef jerky. So, friend of the show, Brian, from Caped Podcasters, actually made me logos. No shit? Yeah, the, the name of the brand is... Sean's been jerking his own meat. <laughs> I'm not joking, and it's a fantastic That's logo. That's fucking great, man. I can't wait for all of our dude friends to put that in their mouth. <laughs> Sean's, Sean's meat that he jerked himself? Yeah, man. Absolutely. Yeah. I know that you've got a whole stream of dudes lining up for the chance to get a taste of that meat, so. You know what's hilarious is that when I put that out online on Facebook... I was going to say, don't find me, but I don't care. But but the majority of the people that want samples are women. Oh, yeah. I believe it, man. How crazy. I expected a whole bunch of dudes to be like, yo, let me get some of that jerky. But most of them are women. So that's one of the things that I've learned over the last month that women that I know like jerky more than men see i know apparently I don't, or want to pay for handmade stuff i think it's maybe that but i think it's more that there's also all these dudes that suffer from toxic masculinity and they're like uh i can't ask sean for his smoked jerk meat because <laughs> i will feel awkward doing it because i'm not comfortable about myself i should be able to make my own bro right. yo i didn't I only shot like two deer last year, man. It's going to be somebody that ordered that is going to one of the girls that ordered it is going to be dating somebody, you know, and they're going to be like, what the fuck, babe? I could have made you that jerky. You ain't going to buy shots. Yeah, he couldn't. (laughs) Not this recipe. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I have I have a backlog of people from my last batch that were like, can you send me some? And I I fucking ran out, dude. I had twenty nine packs of that. And I ran out, and I couldn't send it out. Yeah, it's also like so. It's it's a big improvement because like, in the Christian religion, like Jesus is made out of bread, but I mean now you're made out of meat, so that's a nice. <laughs> I, I you're 
I see where we're going with this. It's good. It's, yeah. it's constant improvement. Yeah. It, wasn't it that he made, like, bread into fish or something like that? No, but well, I'm it saying, was, like, when you it take... It was water into wine. Yeah, and he... F- I, I'm just saying, but then he made fish into, fish you know, and meat. He who, made, like... Who made jerky. Two fish and three, bre- three bread loaves feed the entire wedding. It was fish and loaves. I don't know. You guys want to hear about religion? Go back to St. Mark. <laughs> we just fucking cover that shit, man. <laughs> I know. I don't, okay, so... <laughs> I can't stop bringing it up now. It's It's impacting my entire life. I've changed. Everyone. It is one of those things. I've turned over a new. But I, I, I love how we like we talk and then we're like, all right, give the other person seven seconds of pause. Then we both start going again. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, so that's what I've done with uh, thirty-three years. What um, Jesus has only survived for thirty-three years. So what have you done? Yeah. Right. I've. Who has? Was he 33 years old? Yeah, at the is that time we're of basing the crucifixion. That's, oh, no shit. That was he looked my... so much more badass. Yeah. That's, that was one of those things that I always like. Uh, it was like the last birth date I was always looking sort of towards. Like, oh, yeah, that's that's the one that Jesus got to. He got to 33. So, How fucked up would it have been if he was like part of the 27 club? Oh, right. That would have been nuts. That would have been fucking crazy, especially now yeah. with everybody like dying at twenty seven. Like, Holy shit! This started with Jesus. Members. It's also uh, that's why like you don't have like so BC does stand for before Christ, I believe, but AD doesn't stand for after death because if it did, there's just like thirty three years of time that people. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, it's like Anos Dominos. Yeah, something like or, that. Or something like that. But a lot of it, people think Latin, it's after death, and it is not. Yeah. Ominous Dominus? Something like that. I haven't taken Latin in... God. I never did take Holy Latin. Holy shit. I'm 33. It's been 16 years want, since I've had a Latin class. Was that a high school, or was that... Yeah, I took four years of, high, I took four years of Latin. I'll be damned. Yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun. I actually placed pretty high in the national Latin exam. That's a damn. that's a crowning badge of the Muldowney, I guess. Lifetime. <laughs> Jesus didn't do I that, guess. did he? Ain't nobody claiming <laughs> that but me. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, <laughs> uh, who's the best Christian? Not you. <laughs> Who's that's what you who's the best Christian? <laughs> that's what people strive for, yeah. That's the award. That's the award you want to get. Uh yeah, I gotta tell you, it was really late in my life that I grew up Catholic and I went to like Catholic school and I went to church and all that stuff. I went to Catholic school to eighth grade. It didn't dawn on me how different uh like uh shit. Um not the Catholics, but the I guess the Christian, the people who went to like Christian church or I think it's something Protestant. like the the ones that went to the churches that just had like rock bands playing yeah. like during service. That shit was fucking crazy. Yeah. I went with like one of my best friends at the time. I'm like, why is there a goddamn concert in the middle of service right now? I, it was fucking nuts. I played drums at one of those churches for like ten years, man. <laughs> That's fucking cool, man. It was, it was wild. And this isn't, honest to God, this isn't me bashing on any religion. I just think it's really wild to grow up one sure. and be so sheltered from so much other shit that as soon as you, like, are exposed to it, it's like, wait, what? I went to one that, like, 
Uh, so when I grew up, they had like just the organ slash piano player, and then they had like that's that was me the chick yeah. and the choir, and they like led everything. But then I went to I stayed the night at a buddy's house, and I had to go to church with his family because this is what you do when you're in that lifestyle. Uh, <laughs> and uh, his, so his family like they didn't have the music at all. And it was just his grandpa would take the hymnal and go to the front of the church and sing super loud. And everybody just had to follow that. That And that weirded me the fuck out. Because, like, they didn't have, they wouldn't have any musical instrument because that was a, some form of showing off in front of God, so. Okay, this is going to be super weird, but this is going to be basically that guy in church. You ready? It's, it was also very much like uh, if you've ever watched Arrested Development when George Michael goes to the church service and uh, Anne's grandfather comes over and helps him. He's like singing real deep and low. It was a lot like I that. I don't remember that episode. It was really, it was very weird. What I'm saying, Sean, is that I'm not judging religion either, but it's always, always weird. Doesn't matter. A hundred percent. The only one that's Absolutely. not weird to you is the one that you were brought up in, and it's just seems normal to you because you were raised in it. And even that's super weird. Yeah. As I get older, I'm like, that was weird. Yeah. It, it's always one weird. of my favorite stories from that is uh, so we went to church every every Sunday, and uh, my best friend Mitch stayed at my house when we were like ten or eleven, and uh, that was a Saturday. So the next morning, he had to go to church. He'd never been to church before in his life. I don't think. <laughs> and this was back. So 10 or 11, that's like 97. That's right after Austin Powers. So, of course, he's in church going like, spectacle, uh, spectacle, testicles, walled and watch. watch. Yeah. <laughs> like, he w- he was saying that out loud. And I'm just like looking at him like, <laughs> that's so great. And like looking back, I'm like, that was fantastic. That is awesome. Yeah. That, yeah. Mitch is a absolutely. true hero. A true American hero. Or just a dude that does not give a shit. No, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> speaking of people who don't give a shit, buddy, uh, how familiar are you with the stories of Huckleberry Finn? I am pretty, pretty, pretty familiar with those. I loved the adventures of Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. I know as books, they were separate things. As a movie with Jonathan Taylor Thomas, <laughs> it was one fucking thing. I, do remember I that bet movie. you didn't see that coming. <laughs> I, I forgot about that movie till you brought it up, but holy shit, I've watched that movie a couple of times in school. Oh, I saw. I only saw that in theaters. Oh man! Because I loved those books so much, and those tales of adventure and being out. I see where you're going here with this movie, but being out <laughs> and just like carving your own path and not really conforming to you know society and stuff like that and doing your own shit. I thought that was so cool as a kid. Yeah. And reading the adventures was awesome. You want to sail down the river. You want to go. You know, go through a cave and hopefully not be being led there by a knife to be killed yeah. or something. You want to sail down the river in the raft that you made out of garbage that you just put together, huh? Yeah. Oh, wow. Absolutely. I've got logs and a couple of milk cartons. Correlation. Uh, yeah, man. I loved Huck Finn, too, as a kid because it's, it's a weird one to, to expose to boys because it's all about rambunctiousness and exploratoriness mm-hmm. and standing up to authority. I mean, 
they fake their own fucking deaths to make their families feel sad about them. That's that's pretty fucked that's up to fucked teach up. kids, you know? But I think also it's a really fucked up thing. Well, it's not super fucked up, but I don't think in today's day and age that it's really something that you want to be showing to kids because everything's so I don't want to say everything's so guarded, but especially around me, like there's laws against just letting your kids go out and do shit that we used to do as kids. Sure. Like, y- you know, and I think that's a, a big reason I have talked about in previous shows uh, on Nerdy Thursday, how I have such an attachment and um, a draw to watching things that are set in the 80s or 90s because it reminds me of my childhood. Now, something like this gives me like the Tom Sawyer Huckleberry Finn that I that you can't really have anymore, but it's something that reminds me of the past. So I, I see exactly where you're going with like the Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn stuff. It's very cool. Uh, shit. I had a point I was going to make about Tom Sawyer and I forgot it. <laughs> Completely derailed it. She gone. And that, that thought is gone. How about that? JTT. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So, Oh man. I just want to look up like heartthrobs from like the nineties. <laughs> I know there's JTT, okay. there's Devin Sawa. Okay. Those are the two that I was going to yeah. mention to you. Which one? Which one's taking the cake here? Uh, I mean, from just because I know it's Mandy's choice, I'd have to go Devin Sawa. I know that she's that's my choice. She's told me many times. Uh, Casper, yeah, Casper, yeah, <laughs> was, a, was a big influence on them preteen Mandy loins. So, dude. I was, like, 10 years old, and I had a crush on that dude. <laughs> I probably had a thing for Devin Sawa and Idle Hands. Um, I've never seen that. You've never seen Idle that... Hands? All right, so I, I think that'll be my stoner movie September choice this year, then. Okay. So he was in that. The only other movie I know him from is Final Destination. Final Destination. Um, he's in a couple of other things. He's been in a lot of shit. He was... He's Stan in the Eminem video for Stan. I didn't know yeah. that. I've never watched the video to that. Never... Who is? No, I've oh. never seen it. <laughs> Who was the guy in the remake of Escape to Witch Mountain? Not the Rock one, the one from the nineties, and also in Brink, the main character in Brink. Oh, is... you know who I'm talking is that about? Hayden Christensen. That is not Hayden Christensen. In Brink, the one where they're like, no, that's yeah. Jumper. Brink is the uh, the Disney original channel hit. Eric Von Detten. You remember <laughs> I him? I have no fucking clue who this is. <laughs> Wait. Wait. Dude, look up Eric. Was he also? You know him. Was he in uh, Airborne? No, because he was only born in 82. Oh, wow. He's only five years older than me? Yeah. yeah I have no Eric idea who the Von fuck Denton. this is, though. No. He was... <laughs> Did you have a... I would say I don't know though, man. I would maybe lean more towards. JTT. I thought he was cool. I grew up a lot so, with uh, Home Improvement. Okay, I don't know about that, Tim. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> the amount that I say that on a weekly basis and nobody fucking gets I know, it, it is really depressing. It's sad. Really depressing. I loved Home Improvement. I never saw the last season, so I don't even know how it. Ends. Did you ever see the one but, where Brad gets caught with marijuana? You've never. If I did, I was. If I did, I was too young, bro. That was so good, dude. They come down on him so hard for having marijuana, Brad. Really? And then it's double hilarious when you remember that fucking Tim Allen got busted for smuggling cocaine Cocaine. and ratted all his friends. (laughs) 
<laughs> so fucking good. Uh, oh my god. What a terrible That's time fantastic. 90s sitcoms were, and I love all of them. Especially with everybody doing what they were doing. It's just like, really? You're going to preach about this? <laughs> Come on! Who would have thought that you shouldn't make heroes out of celebrities? Yeah. They keep showing people Never why. Never heroes. <laughs> yeah, people keep falling for it. Sean, uh, when you were a kid, did you ever want to fake your death? Um, no. No? I mean, I do now. <laughs> just to see... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, <laughs> how fucked up is that? No, I didn't want it as a kid. Now I'm like, yeah, kind of. Like, I want to see who shows up. You listen, I'm not going to lie. Blink 182's Adam song, and you're like, yeah, they'll be sorry when I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> no. Tell mom I spilled no, that apple at, juice. At that point, when I was listening to that album, I there was this girl, Colleen, at my school. And I, it, just biggest crush. She liked Blink 182, and she's honestly what got me into it. Didn't look that far into the lyrics. Not going to lie. I like that her name was Colleen. She sounds like Drew Barrymore when she was undercover and never been kissed. I don't think I've ever seen that. I know I'm the worst. Wow. But do you know what I'm talking about? Do you remember the trailers for it? Nope. The only mo- like are you you're making me think of like Fifty Jump Street or something. It's is it kind of something like that? Sort of, it's a lo- but she's not a cop. Yeah, it's a lot more lighthearted. She's a journalist that goes undercover at a high school, but she's like fucking. Oh, yeah, I know that movie. Yeah. And then okay, she kisses a boy, and it's weird because she's supposed to be out of high school age. You know what? I've actually never. It's mind. actually it's it's parodied. <laughs> In the Not Another Teen Movie parody movie. Have you seen that? Interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, when it came out. Yeah. Ages ago. Remember the, like 20 years there's ago. There's the super old lady that's like in like the fur coat. Yeah. They're making fun of Drew yes. Barrymore and never been kissed in that because she's a super old lady trying to fit in at a high school. That's the joke. And That's crazy. Yeah. I just all pulled right. all of well, that. Somehow we that was not prepared at all, but I could talk about. Is that when back when you were mer- working at like the theaters? I can't Did remember you see that then. If it was that was like late nineties, it was probably that around movie. that time. That was when all those parody movies, like Scary Movie, was huge, and so like yep. it was that was early two thousand. It was after yeah. Scary Movie two, and Scary Movie two was definitely at my theater because I used to always go in on the one scene when the girls were in their underwear. <laughs> I always remember when that scene would play Tuesday it's Friday uh-huh. So I'd, I'd always pop in there <laughs> Oh yeah there is that Tuesday uh, Anna Ferris wearing that underwear too Yeah Just watching that like All these years later I'm like Why did I think you were ever hot This this scene ruins everything for me Oh no it only makes her hotter <laughs> Gross <laughs> Gross <laughs> Get away from me! Uh, what else did uh, Huckleberry Finn do? Oh, Tom, sorry. Would you uh, would you ever paint a fence? A paint a fence? I would do that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For a couple bucks, for sure. I wouldn't even charge that much. Like an hour's worth of work? I'll paint that shit for ten bucks. He... I'll just like... If, I, if I'm helping out a neighbor or someone in town, sure. I think that book just shows how incredibly stupid people from the fucking South are because... They were they were paying him to paint the fence like he 
He rubed him all so easily. He didn't even try. <laughs> They're all so fucking would, stupid. Would you say you're more Tom Sawyer or Huckleberry Finn? So because they are two completely different characters. Yeah, I'm. I would probably be more Tom Sawyer, who is like Tom Sawyer's the kid that lives in the suburbs and kind of flirts with it. Huck Finn lives the life, right? That's like the differences. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Tom Sawyer goes home to his fucking grandma's house every night, and he sleeps in his he's own bed. He's got nothing. Yeah. Huck Finn. He's, he's that kid that, like, you hear about that, like, his parents died when he was, like, two, and he lives with his grandma that feeds him twice a day. Yeah. And, like, he doesn't spoil him, but he grows up way better than Huck Finn does, living in a fucking cave, never taking baths. Yeah. yeah. Do you think, which one of them most likely had the mullet? Oh, which one had the mullet? Tom Sawyer. You think so? I'd probably say Tom Sawyer yeah. too. Huck Finn would probably keep it a little short. He would either either keep it short or he would go full out. JTT had that perfectly quaffed bowl cut as Tom Sawyer. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> Dude, no, but I'm like I've gotta look that yeah, up. Yeah, he had like, that like boy cut bob of the nineties. The the middle part bowl cut. Oh, God. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Brad had it worse. Brad. Oh, my God. You remember? Yeah. Look, looking at the cover to this movie. Yeah. That, that is like the most perfect early 90s hair. Exactly. I don't, I'm not even looking at it, and I know exactly what picture you're looking at. Tom and Huck. Uh-huh. Yep. Man, I really love that movie. We're going to have to cover that, obviously. I might obviously. watch that later. Yeah, we're going to have to cover that <laughs> at some point. Because I haven't seen that movie since I was in, like... Junior high, probably. Holy fuck. What a walk down memory lane. Did you ever watch The Indian in the Cupboard? Uh, yeah, Mitch and I covered it like a year and a oh, half ago. you guys ago, did. And it, was, and it was super uncomfortable. Yeah, I hate that movie. I always hated it. it. I liked that as a kid, watching it as a child, like at my grandparents. And watching it back, I'm like, this is really uncomfortable to watch. I'm not going to lie. And that's it's just like, even looking back... I shouldn't have liked it as a kid. <laughs> that movie's not good. No, it's not. Like I said, I hated it as a kid. I knew that. I was like, this movie sucks. Yeah. I was, uh, again, also a little bit younger than you, so I, I probably saw it when it came out, so I was a little bit more impressionable and just wanted <laughs> good, entertaining kids' movies, so I probably liked it and that sculpted where I was going to go with that, but man. I like that Woo! as kids I would have been a hipster kid to you been like oh you like that baby stuff ha <laughs> even though i'm only like five you remember uh jungle to jungle yes i do with uh the kid that played jam in uh detroit rock city i have never seen all of that damn that's got tim allen in it too doesn't it he's the dad it does it does he's the dad and who is that sam huntington yep wow he looks really bad now yeah Probably. Most kid actors do. He did do. not age well. Neither did uh, the kid that played Dewey and Malcolm in the Middle. Ugh. Did not age well <laughs> at all. Oh, man. It's really interesting to see all that stuff. I also it's like, just like here at Experience Grind that we're uh, we're not sexist. We only make fun of male child actors. Oh, you want to make fun of other people? <laughs> I, got, I got a whole list. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sean has a hit list of female child actresses he hates. <laughs> I hate all these stuck Emma up Watson. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my 
my fucking god. Oh, yeah. So that that movie that you brought up, Huck and Finn, and Tom Sawyer, Huckleberry Finn, all of that stuff. I think really, uh, really got like thinking about that. There's a lot to really pull from this movie mm-hmm. in terms of uh, that literature and that movie. Um, I don't know what I'm rambling about, so. <laughs> well, ramble yeah. on, buddy. Let's ramble on about some motherfucking birds made out of crushed legumes. No, oh, nice, nice usage. Ah. Aren't leg- aren't legumes usually beans? Oh, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really like that yeah. until I was like, what the mm, fuck is yeah, the scientific yep. name for a peanut? I know a tuber yeah, is it, a potato. A legume is, I just want to say. It is absolutely legume. a bean. I know it is as soon as you said it. <laughs> a long seed pot of a leguminous plant. That's a good word. Leguminous. Leguminous. Yeah. Um Anyways, while he looks for that, we watched Peanut Butter Falcon. Yeah, we did. Peanut Butter Falcon with Shia LaBeouf. You've got Ann Owens. you got Dakota Johnson, Bruce Dern. you got Zach Getzagan. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that is the inappropriate pronunciation. But also, you have Thomas Hayden Church. And you have, you got Mickey, uh, whatever, uh, Mick Foley. Mick Foley, baby. You've got Jake the Snake Roberts. Goddamn right. You got the dude that was from Outbound and Down, John Hawks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Eastbound and Down is what I the meant. brother. Eastbound and Down, and yeah. Oh, my God. It was so weird the first time I watched this, <laughs> seeing him being this much of a dickhead. A jerk ass. I'm yeah. like, you are such a fucking Christian fuck in that show. <laughs> like, <laughs> he works it real well. Uh, so I'd never actually seen this movie, Sean. I remember when it came out. Um I'm surprised I didn't see it. I usually like everything Shia LaBeouf does. I think he gets a bit of mm-hmm. a bad rap. He is a bit insane, but so are all pretty good creative types, you know? He's insane, but so creative. Yep. And all he's doing is creating art. I, this came out two days after my birthday, back in 2019. And I watched it the day it came out. And I remember watching that and telling everybody I knew, including, I think, you and Ryan, you got to watch Peanut Butter Falcon. But with a title like Peanut Butter Falcon, how many people are going to watch that? Unless you show them like a trailer, you give them a little bit of a synopsis, something like that. But folks, I will tell you right now, if you have not watched this movie, stop what you're doing. Find it. This is a spoiler for my rating on the movie. Stop what you're doing. Find this. Watch it and come back and listen to us talk about it. I'm actually Please. I'm actually gonna go ahead and back up Sean 100. Uh, stop now for real uh, before we get into spoiler territory because this movie is absolutely worth it and it's a quick watch. It's an hour 27. Bang it out. It it's worth every minute. So super quick, absolutely flies by. I've seen this now. It, it this came out August 2019. I've seen it easily eight or nine times by now. Like I, I watched it twice in the last week, it, just just to prep for this. <laughs> it's a, I called it to you. It's the feel good movie of the summer, and I'm calling it that for this summer. God damn it! <laughs> this movie's awesome. This movie made me feel so fucking good. It's uh it's a big testament to Shia LaBeouf. 
I think he really carries a lot of this movie and he does it really fucking well. He plays such a complex, deep, and beautiful character that, I mean, maybe people who are a little bit more critical of movies may, like, find <laughs> some problem with what I just said, but me watching it, I thought he was so complex and so everything, like, all of the layers to his character just, like, really hit home to me, really made me emotional watching this movie, and I thought just everything about this was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. He really helps you identify with him. Uh, he's not exactly a good guy, but you understand sort of... And that's the complexity. Yeah. Because he is, I think, in my notes... Let's just dive into this. In my notes, at some point in this movie, Zach, who plays a character with Down Syndrome, who escapes from a, 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 like an old person's home, a nursing home, mm-hmm. to live his dream of being a wrestler... And runs into Tyler, which is Shia LaBeouf's character, who is kind of grifting down the coast. He's a a vagabond, kind of on the run from some shit in his past. At some point, they're talking about wrestling. And Zach says he wants to be a bad guy. And they talk. And and he asks Tyler, are you a good guy or bad guy? He says, a good guy. And honestly, at the end of this movie, even three-quarters of the way through this movie, halfway through this movie... Like, he is a good guy. Yeah, he definitely, he takes the turn. He is a turn. good guy yeah, he, with a past. And, you know, who isn't? And what, what interesting character to watch wouldn't have that? Like, if he was, it's mm-hmm. it's sort of a trope that, like, people especially that write, like, all these teen drama and superhero-esque movies is that, like, people that are 100% good are also super fucking boring to watch. That's why people like an anti-hero because mm-hmm. people see themselves in that because nobody's fucking perfect. Like everybody's got issues and baggage that we all deal with, man. And so it's it's a real testament to Shia LaBeouf as an actor that he brings a lot of brevity to this character. And I was also yeah. shocked to find out this was originally supposed to be played by Ben Foster, who is another fucking actor that I love. And mm-hmm. I... I don't think it would have worked. I don't well. think so either. I think Shia LaBeouf is a way better choice for this role. But I don't know. Ben Foster is really good at playing hurt and guarded too. But man, I don't know. I I think a lot of it does come from the fact, for me, that like just seeing stuff, you know, you constantly see stuff about Shia LaBeouf in the news mm-hmm. and like, you know, causing trouble and stuff like that too. I have a quote about just what I was just talking about written down here where they're talking about being a bad guy where Shia goes, why do you want to be a bad guy? And Zach goes, because my family left me. And he goes, that don't make you a bad guy. Good guys get left too. Mm -hmm. Like to see somebody that like, I don't know, sometimes for me, it's really hard to break the actor from a role Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So to see somebody that like in the back of my head, I'm like always causes trouble to see him playing such a heartwarming character. That's trying to give inspiration to somebody to not lead that person down kind of the same path that he's been in was so cool. Yeah. So cool. And that is like you said, a struggle that so many people go through and you just don't even realize it around you. Well, I mean, you talk about the the actor Shia LaBeouf, and as a dude that you know that causes trouble in real life, he got arrested during the making of this movie for driving under the influence. <laughs> like, <laughs> and delayed shooting for a couple of days while they got all that sorted out, but that fucking happened. And I mean, you know, it's, 
it does bring I, it's cheesy to say method acting but i mean there's there's some real life to the character that Shia LaBeouf i'm sure puts into it so he does it, especially what was that uh the latest movie that he did where he was like a gangster and he yeah, had a full he chest got the tattoo. fucking full chest like, tattoo of uh I was thinking about that during this movie actually I was like god damn like he yeah. really takes that dive he does and like and, I know for fury yeah. he had a tooth pulled wow yeah. like I know so many people who are against that and think that's like clown acting and stuff like that but I think that's just for him for somebody to want to get into that headspace, that's just like, you know, good on you, man. If that's what you want to yeah. do, and that's what helps you make some art, right? Good for that's, you. I'm in the same boat. It's like, dude, it's his body. Whatever the fuck he wants to do, whatever he needs to do, fuck, I don't care. Yeah. Yep. So this movie does tell really uh, an awesome important kind of story from like multiple different points of views even though for most of the movie it's all shown from one point of view which is the point of view of tyler and zach all in the same space but with everything going on you constantly get this back and forth of you have this character that can't exactly care for himself even though you learn through the movie he is treated in such a way that a lot of what he is capable of is kind of what's taught to him. Yeah, well, that he's capable, and of. It, he doesn't get really a chance to take care of himself because of the fact yeah. that he lives in an old folks' home where people don't take care of themselves. So, by fo- he has to follow those rules, and therefore he doesn't get to learn these things. But when he's with Tyler, Tyler's teaching him all this stuff. It, it's like watching a father with his like. You know, I'm I'm not trying. So in the in the movie, Zach, it, it's said that he's 22, 23 years old and not to put a, you know, age on, you know, capacity or whatever. But a lot of the times people treat him like he's four or five. And it's like, don't do that. Sit down this, that. Whereas Tyler's like, dude, let's go. Let's get better. He's treating him like, you know, kind of like either his little brother or his son and like really takes him under his wing and helps him develop as a human being and not just somebody who's being watched all the time. Yeah, well it's definitely it's that big brother little brother thing because we get that from him and his big brother who is played by John Barenthal who was also in Fury with Shia LaBeouf. Oh, he was in that. Sure was. Wow, so, good call. Uh, but yeah, so he plays his uh his big brother in this movie. He has literally no speaking parts because we only see him in flashback. And uh, we learn. I love this, too. They don't fucking beat you over the head with it. You figure out that, like, Shia LaBeouf also fell asleep one night after they were out at a bar, fell asleep driving home, crashed the car. And we don't see his brother. So we just infer that, oh, his brother died in that crash. And he carries a lot of guilt about it. And there's so much more through this movie that really hints towards that. You got the scene when they come across across the the blind black gentleman down wherever they were and he's like are you god fearing they get baptized and he's like this will wash away your past and you see that anguish in that struggle and and like you know you really see tyler break down and then kind of lose and let go of that past and this is, I'm talking like three quarters into the movie, but you see him 
struggling with this from the very first time you see him because he dies and his brother loses his crabbing license and it goes to douchebag from fucking eastbound and down (laughs) and his super tatted up buddy yeah rat boy (laughs) that was his name rat boy the fucking kind of name is rat boy i really uh i don't know i really like the scene where shia labeouf is running away after he sets the crab pots on fire and uh he's hiding in the in the tall grass that was a really well done scene that was fantastic Uh absolutely fantastic because you would think as someone like for me for, for someone who lives around here you would think that somebody in a shitty little boat like that in the tall grass like that in the water that oh they could probably see him but it was so well shot that it's like oh fuck i don't know anything about being in the swamp or the bayous you know i don't know and it's just like it's a completely different world watching this movie than what i'm used to it really brings that sense of tom sawyer and huckleberry Mm -hmm. finn that i cannot speak to knowing what was cool this movie was set in my new home state this movie was set in north carolina for the most part no shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they all this time I watched it. Yeah. Didn't know that they're moving. If you <laughs> next time you watch it, watch they're moving down the coast from North Carolina down to Florida, where the uh, swamp water redneck is. They actually shot the entire movie in Georgia because it's all these tax breaks. But sure, set in North so Carolina. So many places. Yeah. shooting uh, Georgia's. Uh, Georgia. All the fucking Marvel wild. movies shoot in Georgia. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know they that. I just know lot. most of the movies you watch, it's just like, thanks to the state of Georgia, mm-hmm. and it always just shows the that peach. Uh, that peach. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, you'll see it at the Absolutely. end of a lot of the Marvel movies. They use Atlanta a lot, and the, huh. the forest, the coast. You can get a lot of shit out of Georgia, man. Right on. But yeah, I, I, right I really like that this was uh, sat in North Carolina. I related to that just a little bit more. It does give you... So this is a complete aside, but there is a uh, a new show on Netflix called Katla, and it is um, it was produced in Iceland, and it is kind of really fucked up. Gives me uh, like um, Stranger Things uh, vibes. Okay. It's like eight episodes. Just came out a couple days ago, and I just sit there watch the trailer. And I'm like, I know that place. I know that place. I know that place. <laughs> I've, I've been, been there. there. I've been, been there. there. It. And it really just goes to show that, like, having been someplace or living someplace where stuff like this is uh, being filmed or being told about, it's just like, it gives you another attachment. It's Yeah, that's really cool. I would love to do shit like that. That's one, I've talked about it before, like, in uh, the movie Blue Chips. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. Probably not. It's a movie about college basketball. Nope. But at one point, they come to French Lick, uh, Indiana, in the movie, and they're really there because... There's a pretty unique fence along this stretch of road that they're driving on. And you can, you're like, oh shit, I know that fence. I've been there. So <laughs> I drove that every day to work. <laughs> that's fucking dope. Yeah, it's silly shit like that. But, you know, they're there because that's where Larry Bird is from. So, okay. It was cool. Oh, yeah. okay. I should probably know that. Captain Boston mm-hmm. over here. He is uh, one of the greatest NBA players of all time. Yeah. Came from my hometown, wild, played wild. for yours. Oh! Oh, that is, this is a weird connection that I didn't know we had. It's actually not my hometown, it wasn't Larry my Bird, home state. I wouldn't know you. Yeah, right? Bird brought us all together. He's the unifying factor in all this. <laughs> oh, my god! You can say Larry Bird bridges the gap. He, oh, oh, tell Ryan that. <laughs> tell Ryan that. That's got to be a thing of contention. Um, 
So there is another character in this movie, Eleanor. Yep. Now, I will say that I have not seen really in the last two years that this has been out anything negative about this movie. Now, I will say the only thing that I've seen was that they that they felt her character was unnecessary. How do you feel about that? I don't know if I'd say unnecessary. She's definitely, she serves a purpose to sort of, again, uh, bridge the gap between sort of, she's she's also going to make the, the family unit the family unit that it eventually becomes. She's going to take on the mom role. The thing that I think people will have a problem with uh, concerning Eleanor is the fact that she shows up as this authority figure with power and she has a very prime objective to do for her job and she just completely abandons that <laughs> and just goes along with him. It's a little bit of suspension of disbelief, which I think is probably what people have a problem with. I, on the last watch, I will say that I don't buy into that anymore. Because, and I'll tell you why. So when Zack escapes and she gets dragged into the office and she's being run down by this manager dude that does not give a fuck about her and talks down to her and is like, you got to go find this guy, blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. She ends up finding them. You know, her her keys get tossed into the ocean. They go on this little adventure and he, you know, she finally connects with them because they finally get to a diner and there's cell phone service where he prompts to tell uh goes ahead to tell her well i mean this kid's life's over he's going to this home for psychopaths basically yeah he's going to like i don't remember exactly the breakdown to an asylum and she starts to argue for that he's like i don't give a fuck what you think like you're gonna do this and i think at that point enough time has gone by and the journey between when her keys got tossed into the ocean and really there's nothing he she can do. And she's like, fine, I'll go with you to this wrestling school. And then he's coming back with me. I think enough time passed between there and the diner for her to be like, no, like, no, fuck that. Like, I'm going to throw away what I'm doing because honestly, I'm not even being treated like a human being mm-hmm. at my job. Well, and I think the other... But yeah. there is a suspension of disbelief there. I do get that. Like, she really has to be at the edge of just being fucking done with everything to really make that happen. But I could, I don't know. I, I could see it happening. It made me all warm and fuzzy it does. when it happened. The other, the other <laughs> issue that you got to have a suspension of disbelief about, though, is... She's going to get arrested. Exactly. At what point does this become a fucking kidnapping? Because this kid is a ward of the state, and she has taken him across multiple state lines at the end of this movie. And yeah. has no intention they, of returning him. They, they did make a point to try to cover that up earlier when he's like... When Tyler's like, what do you mean kidnapping? He's a runaway. I, I can't, you can't kidnap a runaway. But she, she should be in her care. Yeah, she has authority so that's over where it exactly. fucks up. It's, but again, suspend your disbelief a little bit. It's a feel-good movie with Huck Finn vibes. We're on an adventure yeah. here, people. Just get that out of your brain. It's so much that I see in people not liking Eleanor in this is being like, oh, why'd you get, have to put a, a girl in this movie as, an, uh, as a love interest? And what I did appreciate about her as being the air, air quotes love interest is that like she wasn't the person that turned Tyler around. Tur- Tyler, Zach turned Tyler exactly. around. Exactly. Zach made Tyler a better person 
And you see him from the first moment where he's like, shut the fuck up. You don't have supplies. What's rule number one? Party. party. <laughs> no, not party. <laughs> Tyler is in charge. Yeah. To the end of the movie where he's like, don't call him that. Hey, head back underwater. Stop talking to him like that. Yeah. You know, where he has this protective role and it's so beautiful. But her, as a love interest, isn't the person that turned Tyler. Tyler is already becoming that great person mm-hmm. and overcoming his demons. And they just connect. And I think that's such a beautiful story that's not done like that ever. And that was a thing that I really... I'm going to yeah. shut up. No, you, I like. <laughs> I appreciated that a lot too. Because a lot of times in movies, the romantic interest angle can feel very forced. And it didn't in this one. It felt natural. They didn't like do this weird, awkward, focused in hookup. Like, I like that when they kissed, it was two sort of quick and dirty kisses. It wasn't like this zoom in passionate, like pull her hair back from her ear, like pull her in. Cl- it was just like... It was natural, quick kisses. It was all, it all feels real natural. It's good acting, and I liked it. it and wasn't those kisses literally for him just a handcuffer to the wheel? That's true, too. So that he, yeah. so that Zach could live out this dream of wrestling in the ring that she, like, watched a hardcore match, and she's like, fuck no, he can't do that. He's like, well, sorry, you're handcuffed to the steering wheel. I just kissed you to handcuff you. It is. You're right. I take it back. It was very creepy. He used sex to advance his characteristics. Toxic masculinity! No! Uh, and even then, I don't think that's the thing. He was just trying to do the right thing for Zach. He was. He was. And then Samson beat that ass. Until he did oh the, my uh, God. the move. Whatever it was. I can't remember the move. The Oh, oh, oh. The atomic toss. Yeah, the atomic toss. The uh, the sw- that was fucking awesomely shot. <laughs> it was really cool too, and he just fucking chucks him right out. Dude, Jake the Snake just going like this across the screen, <laughs> completely horizontal the whole flight. Yeah, it was awesome. It was fantastic, and I love that they they prefaced that like twenty minutes earlier, where he's like, "Oh hell, man, like, that wasn't real. That's not real. Yeah. We just, that was that was post production. They just shot me lifting him." And then just showed him throwing. It was all camera uh, angles. Yeah. It was. Yeah. But it it was a really nice touch. And then Zach does it for real because he's a real superhero. Yeah. His power is strength. So, like, there's so much about this movie that I love. And I think a lot of it is, um, you know, just the bonds of. It breaks my heart to see people this is real talk for me like it really breaks my heart to see people who are you know born with different opportunities less fortunate than me you know whether it be physical mental um their capacities just treat being treated so poorly and you see it all the damn time and it breaks my heart and to see a movie that is so positive about taking someone who doesn't have the same opportunities as you and pairing them up with someone that just doesn't care and just treats them like another fucking person just made me so... It warms my heart. And there's so much positive things about this movie. And one of my favorite lines from this movie is when they're about to swim across the water, the river, and Zach can't swim. And he goes, Tyler, am I going to die? And he goes, yeah, you're going to die. It's a matter of time. It ain't the question. The question is whether you're going to have good stories to tell you, uh, to tell about you when you're gone. Now, don't be a little bitch. Let's go. Mm-hmm. I love that one, too. Like, that is such a wonderful line and so much positivity 
for people to take sit down watch this and there's so much to take from this that you can apply to your own damn life this is somebody who lives in a goddamn nursing home who escaped with the help of an elderly engineer <laughs> bruce Stern's in awesome honest, in that role too by the way that was awesome and escapes to just travel by foot to florida to get to this dude who's been retired for like 30 40 fucking years to teach him how to wrestle and he doesn't even know that mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter that's his dream i love when you can do this for you i love when the saltwater redneck shows up in the busted up corvette that was amazing yeah. <laughs> when they're walking through the farmland that was so fucking cool dude and shia labeouf is like in the background yeah. just like fist pumping he's like thank you so much yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just like and that is little touches where you're like all he cares about is zach and what's happening with zach he's in the background just celebrating not because this dude showed up because but because he came through for this dude that he made a promise mm-hmm. to i love this fucking movie i do too buddy um Ugh. i don't really have honestly i don't have anything negative to say about it, it it's it's a short great feel-good movie Super positive all throughout, all through, even the ending. Man, I don't know. This is what, I'd almost call it like an adult Disney movie. It's weird. Yeah. But it, it's just, it's so fucking good, man. It really is. It made me feel so this fucking good adult, watching it. This is an adult Disney movie that I hope parents show their teens, early teen kids. Sure. As a way to help them, even just get them prepared for life and more acceptance. Yeah, and understanding of people with differences. Yeah, It'd be really awesome. And goals, and knowing that no matter what comes it comes at your life, you can overcome if you work or try or you set goals. Just keep going, man. Just swim across that 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 pond or that that fucking yeah. river, even if the shrimp boat's coming. Just swim faster. Yo, the shrimp boat's coming. <laughs> swim, 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 swim. It's coming for us all. Uh, Shani, I guess I don't have anything else to say. You, you've got some more notes there. No, I just honestly, I just had quotes. That's oh. all. Like things that I thought were uh, like inspirational mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And uh, I, I mean, the only one else that uh, I, I can really that I want to bring up is that when when they're getting drunk, <laughs> doing moonshine and you know, world number one party. Um, Zach was talking about how there's stuff that he can can't do, and you know Zach's just like some shit, some shit you ain't never gonna do, yep. and that's all right. And I think that a lot of people really need to know that if you're listening and you're getting frustrated that there's some things that you can't do, it's all right, some man. Things maybe you just can't do, and that's okay. And even if you, you want to, yeah, sorry. I'm just saying, yeah, you do what you can and do what you can do well. That's all that matters. And we tell you guys to fuck yourselves at the end, at end of every episode. At least I do. But I'm telling you, you can be whatever you fucking want. That I mean, if you can do it. <laughs> I was just saying, even if you, that's it. if you like doing it and you suck at it, who cares? Keep doing it. You know? <coughs> Nobody got to tell you to stop, baby. You do you. Um, I thought I muted that. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I muted that. <laughs> Wrong button. Ah, uh, fuck. I had something else. But that's about it. That's, I don't know. All I got to say is watch this movie, folks. It's not really streaming on anything. But no, it's like, on Hulu. If you spend five, 
Is that on Hulu? Yeah, I watched it on Hulu. Didn't you use my account? I did not need to because it was on Hulu. Oh, no shit. Are you serious? I got like four people to tell to go watch this on Hulu. <laughs> yeah, it was on there. So. I even searched this this morning. No. Yeah, it was on there. It was easy to do. I was like, oh shit, right here. Ta-da. Oh, no shit. Um, okay. Fuck, though. I did have something I was going to say. I need to start writing these down. <laughs> it's only 1 p.m. I know. We're recording very early. This ain't good. I know. I'm not even <laughs> remotely buzzed. Uh, I don't know. Who cares? Sean, I, I got to yeah. say... I don't have. I kind of have a scoring system, unless you have one. I could. Uh, I I could drop one right now. Okay. What's your scoring system? Okay. So at the end of this movie, when they're in the wrestling ring, and he is getting the shit kicked out of him, because you know, spoilers. Jake the Snake is a dick, and even though the Salt Rudder Redneck is trying to be supportive and help this kid out, Jake the Snake Roberts, his character, his name's Sam, Samson. is kind of a dick. Yeah, he is a old school wrestler who's just like uses some really bad language that I will not use on this show and is just like why are we giving him a chance and treats him like shit throws him around and the whole time they're like talk shit talk shit say stuff and he goes he finally does and he goes you are not invited to my birthday party (laughs) and the whole crowd goes wild and I thought that was fantastic but Kyle if you had if you had 10 friends, if you had 10 people around you beating the shit out of you, how many people would you tell were not invited to your birthday party? Damn, okay. I like this scoring system, so... Thanks, bro. If I'm saying that 10 people aren't invited to my birthday, that's the highest score, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, before that, I did want to say I remembered what I was going to say. Um, yes! The line that when <laughs> Tyler asked him what's rule number one, and he says, party... That was an ad lib because Zach forgot what his real line was supposed to be. And so he just said party like the char- the dude that is Zach was just like party. And so they left that in and it, they rewrote some of the scenes later because it was hilarious. Oh, so that's fantastic. All the little pieces mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. like that or like when he shows up to that uh, that rundown little convenience store and he's like, Part of me, son, I'm just not used to negotiating with people. Shots. <laughs> like, oh shit, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That whole scene was so wonderfully shot. Uh-huh. This this movie's beautiful. Back to you. I would say personally, I'd give this a fucking nine. A nine people I'm not inviting to my birthday, man. It's not nearly, right I'd say, perfect, but goddamn, it is up there. Right on, man. Okay, that's fantastic. I I'm really. Glad that you enjoyed this. I am always so nervous to recommend stuff to people, even though I never watch things. So, like, <laughs> if I recommend stuff, usually it should be, like, held with a higher regard. Sure. <laughs> even though I watch dog shit stuff. So it all balances, it all balances out. <laughs> what about you, uh, buddy? I'm really glad. What about you? I I love this movie, man. I really do. I, I'm going to give this, like, I'm inviting, I'm not inviting 10 whole people to my to my party i think that this is for me there's nothing i would change about this movie it's short Mm -hmm. it's beautiful it's complex if you want to step back and really look at everybody's roles and their pasts that they hint at i think there's so much depth i love this movie so much and like it's only been out it's been out for less than two years i've watched it like eight times Mm -hmm. like that's insane 
I love this movie, and I hope that everybody who watches it because of us likes it as well. And if you did, head on over to our Facebook group, Experience Grind. You can find us. We're the one with the gear. There's got to be a show post about this. Let us know that you watched it because of us, or shoot us a tweet. Think we're EXP Grind Podcast on Twitter. Grind Podcast on Twitter. That's right. Yeah, tweet at us. Follow us there. Let us know what you thought, or hop on iTunes. Find us. Review us. Be like, yo, that Peanut Butter Falcon episode, that's what brought me here. (laughs) Burr, 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 burr. Yes. Burr, 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 burr. Come give us love. Come give us hate, if that's what you prefer. We take it all. We're not exclusionary here. Um, But we do appreciate anybody that stops by that says hi. And, you know, if you want to pay us a little money to come say hi, we are uh, doing our Patreon thing, like Sean mentioned earlier. We did drop our newest Patreon episode, a Nerds of the Roundtable discussion concerning E3. Uh, I expect a lot more of those to keep coming out. And uh, if you want to be a part of that, come hit us up. I did. This is a freebie for all of you folks that have not subscribed yet. I do got to say, Kyle, I didn't realize Ali Ali World got announced uh, during that whole E3 thing, I am a huge Ali Ali fan, and I wish that I knew this because I would have talked about it for like 20 minutes. Ali Ali World looks fucking awesome. I cannot wait to wait to play that. I love that series. It's so cool. I love skating games, and that is just like a fun, strategic. I mean, it's it's a 2D platform. If you guys haven't seen game. it, check it yeah. out. Yeah, and that's gonna incorporate like 3D elements into this new one. It, they're, it, it looks like they're doing it so well. Uh, sorry, guys. I just got super excited. I wanted to spoil that. That is one game we didn't talk about. But if you want to hear other games that we did talk about, again, check out the Patreon. Go listen to that. Give us feedback. We can't hear. wait to hear what you guys want to uh, hear us talk about next on there. Uh, we'll figure out stuff on our own. But give us some feedback if there's anything that you want to hear us talk about. And until then, uh, we'll check you next time, everybody. I'm Kyle. And I'm Sean. And uh, Sean, you know what to do. Go love yourselves, guys. (laughs) Watch this movie and love yourselves. Bye, everyone.